0: Hello and welcome to the JNL Podcast. It has been a long time, but we are so glad to be back here with you all. Um, this is Josh, and I got Jason in the room with me as well. I am so happy to be back. I, this is... When I get into this studio,
1: man, this is my uh, this is my therapy session. You know what I mean, Josh? We've had a long, long year, a long couple of years, and I, I, we just need to get
0: back. Mm-hmm. And this, honestly, um, today... We're talking about a topic that, I mean, I think the whole world's been talking about. I mean, it seems like any time you get on the news, you can't get away from it. You kind of want to, you almost don't want to hear about it anymore. But we've had so many questions just lighting up our social media, saying like, we need to get your guys' opinion on this. We need to know what you guys are thinking. We miss you guys. Please come back. Please, please, please. And so today, we're actually going to be talking about babes of our childhood, like our like young love, you know, our crushes and The, uh, you know, the very, very unrealistic expectations that we had as far as, um, I guess, a romantic life when we were, you know, young guys that were just coming into our own.
1: Well, the more I thought about it, Josh, because I did my research, I don't think any of it was unrealistic. I think it was, (laughs) I think it was pretty realistic.
0: Well, I mean, I, you know, not spoiler alert, but I mean, Pamela Anderson and I did date for a very brief period um, in like the mid 2000s. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, Jace, this is, I mean, it's kind of a fun topic, something kind of light. I think that's what we need right now, um, out there, just some, something fun for the listeners. And we talked about this, we thought it was a great topic. So, um, I mean, what are your, like, what were the first things that came to your mind when we were discussing this? All of us, for some reason, everybody in the nineties,
1: for some reason, we all thought, you know, we were all madly in love with miss Pamela Anderson. That's the first person who came into my mind when the topic got brought up.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think that was the exact, I think we uh, jinxed each other pretty much saying that exact name. And it's funny to think back to that time. And I think this is something we were just talking about before we started recording here is, I mean, young, I mean, I think that people always make the argument, like a lot of times, um, you know, women, girls, usually more intelligent than men. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for that, especially when you look at um, expectations for what, you know, you're going to be doing when you're a young man and the kind of like the kind of uh, tail you're going to be pulling in, um, because every boy um, that I know, like that I grew up with when we were in you know, elementary school, middle school. I mean, we still like we just thought we were going to be banging any sort of like every hot 20, 30 year old that was out there pretty much in the public eye at that point. Whereas at least girls like at at least two typically like boys, at least somewhat within their at least within probably five, seven years of their age.
1: I'm going off the year 1994. I'm 10 years old. Of course, I don't know if uh, Pam Anderson would really want. How old do you think she was at the time, like 28 or something? Yeah, probably twenty-five, twenty-eight, something like that. yeah, so I don't know if she'd be really wanting to date a ten year old who <laughs> well, you had a great personality though. <laughs> great personality. I think that <laughs> great was hygiene. Around... <laughs> great hygiene. I think that was around the time that I thought, you know, showers were definitely, you know, optional. And should definitely be something you don't do every day, maybe every three or four days, 'cause I was going off I was going off that belief, you know, it dries out your hair even though my head was always super <laughs> greasy. <laughs> <laughs> my whole body was just agree like just greased so yeah I think that uh Pam anderson would probably she probably would have got some good media though you know just 27 year old woman hanging out with a 10 year old
0: kid <laughs> well it's because i remember um and i and, you know anybody i think that grew up within our age group would remember um the movie Barbwire wire coming out and oh yeah I've never actually seen it um but I remember wanting pretty much more than anything in the world to see it and I remember at recess for pretty much like a month or two straight like me and a group of like five or six friends would like huddle around by our you know monkey bars where the paint was chipping and coming off and like we would talk about like all right what we're gonna do this weekend we get craig's mom get her to take us to the movies we say that we're gonna go see I don't know, like Space Jam or, you know, Jack or something like that. Like (laughs) Jack movie that every boy wanted to see. Uh, And then what we do is we get the tickets, right? We go in there. We just sneak into Barbara and we just, we just book it. We just run right to the back of the theater and we'll get to see it. um, It's rated R. So she's definitely completely naked. She's probably having sex. In the movie um and this was just like it was a scheme that i know we talked about like it was like our recess it, it was all we didn't talk about a recess like for at least probably a good you know six to eight weeks
1: yeah it is i think me and my friends had the same kind of thing like we all thought we were gonna go and see Barb wire somehow i remember when that showgirls movie came out it was like nc-17 and we all figured you know i don't yeah. think anybody would question that you know we weren't 17 years old at least (laughs) (laughs) we were were all like four foot three and stuff but
0: uh a lot of 17 year olds were in taz t-shirts so
1: (laughs) yeah i mean taz is a you know taz is still huge everybody loves taz Especially like when Taz had a backwards cap with uh, Bugs Bunny, like you know, you know. I mean, that just showed that we were hardcore. It wasn't just you guys; every kid in our school was thinking like, "How can we go see Barb Wire? How can we go see Showgirls? Pretty much anything. What you thought was going to have
0: a boob, and it's like, how can we go see that movie in the theater?" <laughs> yeah, but I, and we may this may have even come on a prior podcast, but um, you and I just you know growing up together, we we kind of had our own. Um, like like our own kind of schemes when it came to seeing boobs on TV and um I remember we would typically look at the TV guide or I think like the TV info where you could actually look at what was going to be showing like later on that day and into the next day was like just becoming a thing and we would typically look for anything that had like a uh like that end for nudity or whatever it was like sexual situations I think oh, yeah term they always use so that we could like you know we would stay up and watch it but i remember like yeah if like there was
1: like a movie or something there was like a nude scene like you would you know you'd circle you know like i'm staying up until like 2 a.m i'm watching that (laughs) and And then like you would just i remember when i'd stay at your house you know you would be standing by the tv i'd be like standing by the doorway and we would like alternate so we could like watch and see if anybody was going to get up at like 2 (laughs) a.m
0: You know. uh, this, is, this is a good time to uh, pick a bone that I've that we've had for a long time. Uh, the show Real Sex. Um, this goes up to the producers. Fuck you guys. That was the worst fucking show ever. Like, I mean, typically if you saw anything, it was either like a guy's flaccid penis or it was like sixty year old fat ass people like who lived at a nudist colony. That was like the mo- <laughs> that was the most nudity you ever got on that show, and that show burned us so many times. Cause I mean, they did like, it was like real sex, you know, real sex one through real sex, you know, 84 or something like everyone. And I remember just every single time it came on, like thinking like, okay, well, like last one, that one was horrible. And all I saw was that fucking fat guy's flaccid penis. But like this time, like it's going to be, it's going to be, it's got to be good. It's called real sex for guys. <laughs> it's going to be good.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you had the HBO. So I always, I always figured, cause we would get like the free preview at HBO, so I just figured anytime they had the real sex, like I just got screwed. It was just a bad one. They have to be much better. Cause I always got it where yeah, it was like the 60-year-olds like on a nudist colony. <laughs> 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 or it was like some guy who likes to like sit on balloons naked or something. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: And it was like I honestly still remember being a kid and looking at the info for a real sex and seeing it was talking about the nudist colony. And in my head, it was just like nothing but you know, pretty much like 21 through, you know, 39 or whatever. You are like, you know, these hot, unbelievably yeah. hot women that were like living in this nudist calling together. And I remember thinking like, okay, I'm staying up. This one I'm staying up for. Like, there's just no question in my mind about it. And um, was obviously sorely, sorely disappointed. Oh, definitely.
1: Always sorely disappointed with real sex. So yeah, whoever created real sex sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was our childhood, man. I mean, we had to work to see a boob. So, like, yeah, we all loved Pam Anderson. I'm I'm guessing everybody in our age bracket from, kid, like, teenagers and, to like, 25-year-olds. Like, everybody was in love with Pam Anderson in the 90s.
0: Yeah, and then, like, um, you know, we got a little bit more realistic and thought, like, okay, like, maybe it's, like, I, I hate to say this. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but if it doesn't, for whatever reason, you know, like, things happen all the time. Pam, Pam Anderson gets hit by a bus tomorrow. Like, okay, what do I, what do I do now? And then it was usually, typically, the runner-up is, you know, was like, okay, Jenny McCart, uh, Jenny McCart. Oh yeah, uh, that's definitely like my next, uh, like my next conquest. You know, as I'm fucking ten years old and starting to to develop bo. And it was funny because I remember um, a kid that I went to school with, like, came into school one day, and like we would always be gathering around outside before like the doors like open. So you kind of got to have like a little mini recess in the morning. Usually, like when you're freezing your ass off, so it would be nice if they just let us in the building but we would be outside before we kind of got let it like started like let in and started school for the day. And this, like one of my friends came up one day and like, he was like motioning to us. Like we had to go like um kind of by the area where the dumpster was, that was sort of like sectioned off, like in this like little brick encasement. And so he was motioning us to like, he's like, guys, hey, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys gotta come here. You guys gotta come here. So <laughs> we followed him over there and like, he pulls like out of his backpack like a picture and it was his dad got the playboy with jenny mccarthy in it and like we were just like stunned like we couldn't believe it like that was like at that point like that was like one of those like holy grail type items like every oh yeah kid, you always heard about like the the kid that you knew like somehow, somehow everybody seemed to know a kid that found like a playboy in the woods or something that definitely had like jizz all over it and like would take it back to his house and <laughs> kept that as like his prized possession and so he was showing us the the Playboy picture. It was just one picture that was ripped out of it. So like, I'm sure his dad probably found out that there was a, like looked at the page numbers and saw there was one missing and beat his ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, pretty much like, the only reason yeah. the guy bought the magazine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly so like that one picture was ripped out and like we were looking and we like we just were like so stunned so like, it was literally between like every single like class or whatever when anytime we had a break during the day we kept going to the bathroom over and over and he had it in his pocket you know we kept like just going like seriously every single break we had so like people just probably thought we were just like experimenting with each other <laughs> Like his group of six kids going to the bathroom at the same time, and like, we were, like, beg him to like look at it some more, and he wanted to too. So like, we were all in there, were like, dude, that's oh my god, this is awesome, and it was funny because at the end of the day, like, once the thing was over, like, uh, the the page had been folded so many times that it was just like white, like everywhere. It was just <laughs> it just looked. It also just looked like it was like an like an uh like an ancient like uh fucking scroll from. <laughs> Like biblical times, that they like unearthed in a fucking like giant like piece of limestone. It was an actual like treasure, treasure map? Just, yeah, it was just completely whited out, and like it was completely ruined by the day, But we had all gotten, you know, I mean, it wasn't ours, so we didn't really care. But I swear that was like the the biggest thing going. So like that that kind of tying back in with what you were talking about, like is you know you had to work, and that's something that people today, like any of the next generations, will never understand. Is you really did have to work your ass off to see any sort of, like see a boob, see a butt, like anything like that. It was it was not easy. So anyways, another thing I was thinking of with this, uh it was this didn't really know any bounds because with a lot of this, like and I don't know if girls talked about this. I'll have to ask my wife sometime and um I don't know if you most ever talked about that where talked about it where like you would constantly with your friends be talking about like <laughs> something tells me this is a no but like uh i don't think girls constantly talk about how they were going to be having sex with someone that was like much you know uh you know pretty much in a different generation than them um especially when they were like in elementary school like someone who was you know 15 to 20 years your senior yeah i think like uh, the
1: most it would be is like they would think somebody was cute and usually they <laughs> and usually like from, from yeah from at least from melissa's crushes like they were all within like Three to five years of her actual age. Like she loves the Hansen brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're pretty similar in age and stuff. And she didn't like talk about like wanting to like you know, <laughs> you know, do dirty stuff or anything. It's just like oh, I like think they're very talented and I think they're like extremely handsome. So mm-hmm. that's like kind of like a really good way to think about things instead of like thinking as a ten year old you're gonna be like banging Madonna. Yeah, <laughs> that was another one of our crushes. I remember, like, we and I think me and you have both talked about this before, but yeah, when we were younger, I think I was probably like nine at the time, so you'd be like seven, but we thought, like, okay, like, we'll probably date Madonna, we're gonna have a lot of f- She's not a girl, she's not a girl you marry. You yeah. don't bring her No, home I'm not mama. bringing her home to mama. Mom's not gonna, <laughs> you know, mom's not gonna like, uh, you know, miss Madonna, but uh, but I'll have a lot of fun. I'm gonna sow my oats, uh, she's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take me, you know, we're going to experiment, like I'm going to experiment a lot of things sexually with her and stuff like that, but, and we'll remain great friends. I'll never say anything bad about her in my tell all book, but I'm just, you know, it's just somebody I just can't see settling down with, but God, we're going to have a lot of fun while, you know, those, it's going to be two to three months of just fucking passion. But (laughs) after that, you know, I'm out, you know, I'll be almost 10 years old. I want to start settling down with Pam Anderson or something. Cause she's, she's somebody you can bring home to mama. So I'm going to definitely be uh settling down with uh, Miss Anderson. It is funny too. Cause like when you really think when you're that age, I didn't even know like what, you know, like I thought sex was like, you just got in bed and like just hopped up and down. I didn't even know you were like completely new. <laughs> I thought, like you, I didn't know about like, you know, what entails in sex. I just thought you, you just peed on like a girl or something. And you're done as soon as you peed, like, and then you're finished. So. I'm I'm guessing it's, it's, it's such a weird thing when you think back about what it was like back then as a kid
0: yeah especially when you're like especially like that age when that was like all you were talking about with your friends was like how like yeah well man just like just wait i'm gonna be screwing like that (laughs) 27 year old so hard uh but not even not even knowing because i don't even think i knew that there was like insertion involved until like i was you know pretty far around because i remember seeing like pictures just inevitably you run across like dirty magazines stuff like that and i didn't even know there was like an entry there just like like a or like a just like a smooth hump like a, I mean sometimes a hairy hump but um like you would just see that and I didn't know there was even anything there so I thought like okay like like you're saying like in movies like what we do is you get in bed you just pretty much roll around on top of each other constantly like that's all it is you're just rolling around back and forth like doing barrel rolls like around the bed and then like at the end of it then like I'm gonna smoke a cigarette and like sheets gonna be like above my crotch and then like her sheet's gonna be above her breasts and like um just not even understanding, but like you're saying, like, I don't know what it was, but not even knowing there was like in search like you had to know that something created a baby. And we talked about that before. Where like, it, we just definitely thought it was urine. And I, it's funny I remember my biggest, like the big test I put myself through was we went on a family trip to where we were driving to Washington, DC. And I remember we left in the morning at like probably 6 AM, 6 30, whatever. And I was trying to I was trying to see like, okay, like, the first thing I thought about that morning was like, okay, like, I want to see like, how like, how long will I last when I end up having sex? Because like, I kind of have to pee already. And like, the the trip had just started. And so I was like, but I want to see like, how long like I can hold this pee in before it just starts just spraying everywhere. And so like, I think I had made and I mean, I was uncomfortable for like hours. And I think I made it like five or six hours where like, I had the urge to pee like right from when we started. So I had made it a pretty long way. And I thought like, okay, I held it like probably six hours. Okay, so when come time comes for that, like, okay, like, let me just think about that. Like, you always hear like, people usually work nine to five, you get home at five o'clock. So we'll probably have sex until probably 11 o'clock midnight. And then, you know, go to bed and do the same thing the next day. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what I thought. I thought like sex at least lasted about 12 hours. <laughs> and then because I, yeah, I did the same thing too. I remember I was on a, we were driving with uh, our aunt who i can't stand but uh we were driving we were doing a road trip one time with one of our aunts and i just remember thinking the same thing and i remember i held it for like three four hours and i was like i need to build up because you know <laughs> if you're gonna have sex like, you gonna last like 12 hours but i mean for a young man i think that's pretty good um as i get older um i'll definitely be able to hold my pee and be a better lover <laughs> thinking back of what your mind was back then
0: how dumb and filthy you are like, at a young age which again makes me so happy that um you have a baby girl and i have a baby girl on the way so,
1: like, yeah the more baby girls the that's better my
0: mind at ease a lot absolutely but it's funny like another thing going back to um you know talking about just like pretty much anybody in the news at that point and like what boys would talk about because i remember like you'd make like stupid bets like if you were playing like if you were shooting around basketball or something like that like uh or like if uh if I make this shot, like you have to have sex with, uh, like, fuck, I don't, Oprah or something like that. Like, no way, dude! Or like, yeah, or like you have to have sex with Roseanne. No way! <laughs> He's like two of two of the wealthiest women in the nineties. <laughs> exactly. And so I just remember like having like um, you know the thing like just it, it was what was in the news at the time when we were on the bus like in the mornings and like me and my friends having these like in depth discussions about like. Lorena Bobbitt and saying, like, okay, dude, you know that like I mean this lady, she cuts off penises. I mean, that's that's all she does, dude. <laughs> that's literally she's cut off i mean if i had for my estimation she's cut off like twelve thousand penises right? and the
1: funny thing is like they just had like the story of lorena bobbit and like when you kind of like learn it's like
0: uh i kind of like side with lorena bobbit oh absolutely yeah i mean like my wife and i like she watched the whole thing and i watched like parts of it in and out and it sounded like the guy was just like a giant no you know i know like john bobbit like friend of val venus and had a walk-on cameo in wwf but like um just sounds like a real piece of crap and it was actually pretty hilarious so at the end of it they were uh she had me go she insisted i go and watch like the last like five ten minutes of it and it was funny because like he was like sending her messages on facebook like begging her like if we just do like a story like if we just like get married again like it'll be the biggest story and like we'll get paid so much money (laughs) or like if we just do like an interview together like we'll get like it'll be such a payday and then like you was saying like i've always loved you like i've never stopped loving you It it was pretty funny stuff But anyways, we were talking about that um, and not knowing that part of the story. So, yes, domestic violence is a horrible thing and completely team Lorena Bobbitt over here. Um, But talking about it being a dumb 10-year-old saying, like, okay, like, she's definitely going to want to cut off your penis, right? But (laughs) would you have sex with her? I mean, you know, we're men. You know, we have appetites. We we have needs. for third grade, you know. Uh, We're in the prime (laughs) of sexual lives. (laughs) Those needs need to be met. <laughs> I like I like I'd be mean, dude ever like if I had my way every day I'd be peeing in a chick. Um and so like I remember talking about that and saying like would you know would you do it and like I remember like the final word on it and I can't remember if it was me or if it was my one friend that I would sit with every morning, like said and we thought this was like this was the best answer that was come up with was like, All right, dude, I would do it. Like I like, you know, I would do it because i mean it's sex you know like like of course i'm gonna do it but afterwards like right when i'm done like right after i'm done peeing dude i'm just gonna run out of the, i'm not i'm just gonna i'm not even get my clothes i'm just gonna run right the fuck out of that house and just book down the street to get on my bike and take off like the dumbest shit ever like, and then we thought like okay that's actually a good answer because like that's good because you like you got sex, but then you like if you just take off, she's not, gonna, she's not even going to know what hit her. She's not going to have time to react, and like you're going to be out the door before like she has time to cut your penis off. So yeah, that
1: ten year old boy just ran out the door completely naked and <laughs> got to get on his ten speed. So. She won't even know how to react.
0: Yeah, and honestly, again, I think, we, you know, apologies to these women were bringing up Pamela Anderson, uh, Lorena Bobbitt, like, you know, it, this isn't, you know, I'm sure this isn't flattering to <laughs> any any woman, but this is, you know, this is what, you know, stupid 10-year-old disgusting, dirty, filthy boys were talking about. That, I think that's what we're going to
1: actually name the episode, Filthy Little Minds. I mean, not even filthy, because we didn't even know what the sex was or anything, but... Really, it was just like we wanted to like kiss Pam Anderson and then pee in her at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like pee in, right? probably pee, we thought we had to like pee in her belly button because we didn't know what sector. <laughs> we, we wanted to lay in bed with her, like put like sheets on us, and then kick kick the sheets up in the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for 12 hours and then we wanted to
0: maybe do a little bit of amateur wrestling where we're rolling around a
1: little bit yeah and then uh and then we wanted to pee in their belly buttons and create a baby or something but that's all we knew i mean we were just kids
0: well that one thing was too like uh, like once we sort of uh you know we were we were starting to mature in a way at least um uh, mentally and we thought okay like we're probably you know and maybe those those other things are probably going to happen but those are going to happen later on but in the meantime, like okay, I'll probably because we both had older sisters. Oh God! Okay, like, you know our older sisters were <laughs> like what? Like I don't know. Yours don't is know, uh, nine, know. nine. nine years, years older. Mine's than... <laughs> six years older. Right. So we were thinking, okay, like my sister's friends, like they're definitely. I mean, they're they're cute. You know, they're 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 good looking. And like, just one of them at some point is definitely, they're going to see me kind of, you know, they're going to see me becoming a young man here and they're going to, they're going to be into it. And, you know, something's going to go down.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think we, I think anybody who has like an older sister, but it is weird because yeah, your sister's so much older. I mean, mine was more, <laughs> mine was more plausible. It was only a six year age difference. So i'm just kidding around but yeah th- there's just no way but i'm sure like every every kid thinks is you know if they have an older sibling
0: yeah and i remember like the my, my my biggest one or the one that was like the one that was my uh my biggest my most frequent fantasy was my sister had this friend kelly and um i remember her boyfriend like was this guy jim um that they were all in the same grade uh together and i remember like She would talk to my, she would come over and hang out with my sister and like I would overhear her talking about like how Jim was such a jerk and a couple of times she was crying and stuff like that. And I remember seeing like Jim's picture because like, you know, like high schoolers exchange their pictures and stuff like that. And Jim just looked like a guy who would have been like the, like the, pretty much like the president of like the Young Republicans (laughs) Club and like but i mean he was actually it was a good looking guy he was definitely like a football player had like gorgeous hair and stuff like that and i was like this disgusting kid who was showering once a week and i thought like one day dude she's coming over jim's gonna you know he's gonna he's he fucked up again right because jim doesn't know how to treat woman i do and like she's gonna come over and something's gonna and tara's not gonna be there like tara's gonna be out like she's gonna be running errands or something and like something's gonna go down and I remember one time like tara was getting ready because they were her she was gonna go hang out with uh kelly and some of her other friends and like I remember, <laughs> kelly was like sitting there and she was like actually in the, like the room with me like in our living room or whatever and like um i was watching tv and like just to get her all you know horned up i put on Rugrats. um and so <laughs> i don't do like, you know because i thought you know with uh they see the babies it's going to get that maternal instinct kind of going and you know then they're going to want to you know ovulate they're going to ovulate and they're going to want to have sex and um I remember like it was I just can't I don't remember what episode it was, but I just remember at one point like Tommy or Chucky, like they were talking about a calculator, but they called it a quackulator or whatever, and like uh I kind of like giggled and then like she kind of giggled, I think just like being nice or whatever, and then like I thought like, oh my god, she has like the same sense of humor I do. So then I repeated it and I said like Quackulator <laughs> And then Kelly obviously just threw her clothes off and just jumped on top of <laughs> Or I think she just got up and went back in the other room. <laughs> you know, it really
1: sucks. You know, What's that? that Kelly wasn't a pedophile.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that never, uh, definitely never entered the mind is, um, you know, what that would have done had any of this ever happened.
1: Yeah, I think I think I had, like, the same fantasies about my sister's friends, but I never even had the chance to, like, just sit down and watch Rugrats with them. So nothing ever. I <laughs> 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 never even came close to something really happening. Oh, my God. You see there's no way. Wait, who is that? Something. There's no way. Who's in here?
0: Who is that? Someone's on mute if they're. <laughs>
2: oh my god. What's up, you guys? Oh my god. I don't like that. Holy That's <laughs> right, straight out of the woodwork, man.
1: Wait, is this a guy just doing a really good Nick impression? to be a Nick impressionist.
2: I don't don't make me sing dancing in the sheets or you know oh throw god. back to my
1: that
2: is so nick beard i mean we
1: it's been god it's been a long oh time
2: yeah man i can't i can't remember the last time uh i joined you guys but you know i figured i'd add some talent to uh to the podcast and give the viewers what they really want i'm out of you know especially after a year of quarantine uh i think it's what everybody uh everybody uh could use a pick me up and and yeah, I'm looking forward to it
0: honestly the biggest pick me up yeah and like the i mean we were getting so much on this on our social media uh at jno podcast all spelled out like people saying like how like how's nick we're to let nick know we're praying for him like just please can you give us an update on nick and we we couldn't because we weren't comfortable doing that without you know what i mean we wanted to let you speak for yourself and you make your return when you were ready
2: No, and I appreciate that. I mean, obviously, you know, some of the allegations were uh, misconstrued and, uh, -hmm. you know, it was taken out of context, I think. And, uh, you know, this has been a a year of revelation for me. I've, I've learned, uh, you know, from my wrongdoings in the past, and I hope that we can kind of pave a brighter future moving forward. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't eradicate what happened in the past, but moving forward, I'm, I'm looking to, uh. Uh, you know to be a better person so
1: and that's so good to hear Nick and I know you uh, in this time the last year and a half you've actually sat down with a ghostwriter and started kind of writing you know your life story and you know I know that it's a working title what was it called Uh, Nick Beard uh, Beyond Cancellation Uh, and yeah yeah it's it's really uh, I that's a great title you it's a great title Beyond Cancellation by the Nick Beard story and, um, what's beautiful about it is, uh, you sent me the first, you know, couple chapters and stuff. So I can kind of, you wanted me to write a forward for it. And, uh, and I'm working on that, man.
2: Oh no, I appreciate it. But
1: everything that, uh, I've read so far, um, me and Melissa read it, we were in tears the whole time. And, uh, it's just going to be, it's, it's just so great. And it's, and there's so much healing and stuff. And I think that's what we need right now. Like, the whole country, the whole world needs to heal. And I think your book does that. I mean, the first two chapters are phenomenal phenomenal.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I, what I heard was like, you're planning right now. Um, you're still looking for a publisher, but so, uh, but you are planning on releasing it as a PDF, um, which is kind of cool. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, people like, that's how people read books. Oh, well, I'm...
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I got all my books in college and I wouldn't be here without that, you know, finding the PDF somewhere, either on Google or, uh, in the, you know, the deep dark web of the internet. So I wanted, uh, I okay. wanted access to it, you know, or available to it.
0: And I was looking through, um, because Nick, you had actually, you know, not to give too much of a peek behind the curtain, but you were sending over some of the pictures that you were looking to include in the book, you know, like in the, you know, the, the section somewhere in the middle where there's just a lot of cool, fun pictures. And I think people are really going to be able to see your transformation because in almost every one of those pictures, you're reading a Bible oh, I love and that. that's just, and that's just you now. I mean, that's like you, every time, like I, I remember around you, I walk into the room, you're reading a Bible and that's like awesome because I mean, it really shows how you kind of evolved.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, sharing the scripture is is, you know, something that helped me move past, you know, such a uh, a terrible time and it's helped over the last year and and just hopefully that doesn't get canceled next, you know. That 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 book. Well, I want to ask uh, you,
1: Nick, um because a lot of our listeners, I mean, and, I, and me and Josh, of course, we're big Bible thumpers. Uh could you tell us one of your favorite verses?
2: Well, you know, Jason, I just feel like that might give away too much. Uh, of the book and and I don't mm-hmm. really want to you know I don't want to portray um, or try to cast that on our our listeners right now so they'll just have to uh, pick up a copy of the book beyond cancellation and there's plenty of scripture and sharings in that so uh, pick it up right. uh, like you know PDF it's going to be available for everybody so
1: that's so I cool wait all right so we're gonna get past the book stuff I mean we're not just trying to promote your book here but Me and Josh were just talking about when...
0: Sold a million PDFs for you just now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be a New York Times bestseller for sure. Uh, The Nick Beard story beyond cancellation. So anyways, me and Josh were kind of talking about when we were kids growing up. I mean... we were kind of like wondering back when you were growing up who were the babes who you had the big crushes on and did you think it was feasible that you would end up with them you know when you're 10 11 years old
2: i think i i caught um the tail end of kind of your discussion when i when i joined in here to to sneak up on you guys and and i heard you guys talk about rugrats and stuff and so i think it all starts with like the babysitter doesn't it like that's like your first like real woman with actual features and stuff and um, I all think of that's our, where he,
1: all of me and Josh's babysitters were family
2: members. So <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we want to make it clear that we definitely did not have these fantasies. Oh, okay.
2: All right. Well, yeah, like I said, I must've missed that, uh, in the, in the, uh, beginning of your, your conversation. So yeah, probably a good thing you weren't fantasizing that way, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I remember one time specifically, uh, my neighbor, uh, was probably six years older than me and I had a big crush on her really big boobs and there <laughs> there was an issue at school with one of the kids who was like what you could say in, in I guess in quotations air quotes here uh, a bully but I milked it as hard as I could man I cried about it I talked about him and um, she thought you were a tough guy Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sympathy was see I played the the alternative route, right, like you like everybody tries to be the big bag tough guy that like saves a day or whatever, but I played the sympathy- sympathy card and got to like nestle in the boobies as she was like consoling me, basically, so wow. yeah that that was like the start of like the childhood babes um, experience for me, which, which then, you know, progresses into middle school, high school, et cetera. So,
1: uh, so did she make a move on you? So how old were you at the time?
2: Um, my mind goes to like 12, you okay, know, but so it she was 18. To... So, yeah, so that's not right. She, cause, uh, she would have been in high school. Um, and I was <laughs> so in she was like
1: a year older than you.
2: No, that yeah, no so, rights for her, yeah no. so I was a lot younger. So I would say I was grade school. Like grade school. And she was either like late middle school or early high school at the time. Oh, okay. Um, And she
0: had like triple G boobs already.
2: I mean, at the time, right? Like, I mean, you know, think about, (laughs) think about when you were that age, like everything that's, you know, everything's bigger then, you know? So, um, and, and you don't really like have a good, I mean, other than like the Maxim magazines that you find behind your dad's desk or something, you don't really have like a good baseline I suppose you know and especially like mm-hmm. real life so me and Josh were
1: talking earlier when we first got on about like when we were kids like who was like the celebrity you had a crush on and thought like okay like it could end up happening we can meet or whatever like
2: <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this actually wasn't too uh too far off before I met my wife uh with Selena Gomez you know I was probably 18 mm-hmm. at the time uh, 20 but so yeah, that, that wasn't just a childhood thing, you know, but, uh, no, my first, my first crush as a, as like the, a young kid. And I, I can't even tell you how old I was. I mean, really young, probably between the ages of six and eight here, um, was, uh, Tara Lipinski, who was a, a figure skater. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I loved her so much. My mom uh, went and, like at the time, right? You couldn't get books on PDF. You had to go to like a local store and put in an order if they didn't have it. So my mom went to this local store, ordered me the Tara Lipinski book. I waited... <laughs> I waited by the door, like, every day, like, is it in, is it in, is it in, finally, you know, it's a nice, like, Saturday morning, uh, in, in Sheboygan, you know, walks me down to the store while we drove and then walked me to the store and and there it was waiting for me and, uh, ended up curling up under my dad's desk and reading it all day, so... Well, that's well, actually kind
0: of cute though. <laughs> well, I didn't. Yeah, it's actually a hell of a lot less filthy than the stuff we've been talking, <laughs> We're talking
2: about, being in girls and stuff. Oh, yeah, that nice, is <laughs> nice. Well, I didn't know how to touch myself at that age. So, you know, I just like, looked at the pictures and fantasized and, and then, okay. you know, probably... fantasized
1: about you guys skating together.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for anyone who's curious, I just looked it up. The Teralipinski book is called Triumph on Ice. And it looks like you can get it from most online uh, book resellers for about 4 or 5 okay, bucks. Okay, and what
1: year did that come out Cause so we can actually pin down his
0: age? Hopefully Nick wasn't like 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is it? Um, I'm having a hard time finding it here, but... Uh, oh, uh, 1998, this says. Okay, so Nick, what year were you born?
2: I was born oh, 92, early. so I was 7.
0: Oh, that's really adorable. Or 6. Then. Yeah, yeah three,
2: that's six actually really... 6 and 8, yeah, so... Yeah, because
1: oh, me and Josh were talking about when we were kids, like we used to like, you know, Pam Anderson was like the big thing for us. I don't know if we even, oh, and uh, Jenny McCarthy, like those were like some of the hot chicks that we thought were fantasizing. We would be, and Madonna, that we'd be dating. Jenny McCarthy?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Jenny McCarthy used to be really good looking. I mean, she's still a pretty oh, okay. woman, but. I mean, for,
2: yeah, for for, for what, what her role is and everything, absolutely.
1: I mean, she's no
0: Tara Lipinski, so yeah yeah <laughs> no <laughs> but i know i think tara, i'm pretty sure tara Lipinski's. uh i think she's uh reached out to us a couple of times on social media so you don't you never know nick and uh, i mean i know you're married now and stuff like that but you guys could have a nice friendship or something yeah
2: yeah man, i could turn that imaginary friendship that we had when i was you know a young kid into a real one and and hopefully uh you know mary's on board and uh
1: i mean i'm sure she'd let you be friends with tara Lipinski.
2: I mean, I think it would be fair. She's still <laughs> learning how to skate. So, like, you know, I could have someone to skate with. And then I
1: remember you know. having like a crush on, like, when I was a kid, I think you probably did too, like Nancy Kerrigan, Josh. Yep. Yep. For sure. I mean, she was extremely pretty. And, you know, I just thought she was an angel on the ice.
0: Well, Nick, I'm actually looking here. I'm just on Terry Flinsky's Wikipedia. Her one of her former training locations was Detroit, Michigan. So, yikes. I don't want to say it was impossible. Um, wow so something fun so you just never know i mean you guys might just walk by each other in an airport or something now nah, i mean that could have happened then um you just never know so i mean it, like, that's honestly out of all what we were talking about that's the most realistic one that i think we've touched on so
2: far who would have thought that nick beard's uh babes of the childhood would be the more most realistic you know sarah <laughs> <Carol> lapinski <laughs> uh... Well, you know, you know how they always, like, give you the free pass, right? Or they talk about the free pass. Like, you know, you always mm-hmm. make it realistic, right? Like, it's like, oh, like, you know, people's spouse would be like, oh, like, uh, I don't know. This is a bad example, but, like, Adam Sandler or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just
0: I'm curious how many people's free passes are Adam Sandler. I mean, we love Adam Sandler. He's awesome. <laughs> it's just such a- it's a funny free pass.
2: Maybe that's secretly mine. Maybe that's secretly mine. Maybe that's where I'm going. Go with that, but no. I mean, yeah. Melissa's
1: are uh, Adam Sandler and David Spade <laughs> together. <laughs> together. No, I'm just kidding around. But did you guys ever talk about this with your spouses?
0: Oh God. um I'm sure we did, but I think I think mine like at the time was her, like I think she assumed mine was still like uh 1984 Christie Canyon, but like that's just that's not possible, you know, it's just we can't we can't make that work. So, um I'm sure we did, but I don't I don't can't remember what our answers were. Did you, did you guys
1: talk about it? Yeah, like joking around and then uh hers I think were like mm-hmm. the Hanson brothers, any of them. Mm-hmm. And then like mine was like this lady I work with. So, um
2: <laughs> 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 See that's what I'm saying. That's that's a good strategy, you know. Like make it make it more realistic, you know. Yeah,
1: so. I picked a lady at work who's having like marriage issues. Um, <laughs> what, about, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nick?
2: Yeah, I mean it was it was kind of that conversation, you know. It was like um, I can't remember hers, but it was uh, if I had to guess, it was somebody like the singer from like City and Color, the band, or. Um, you know, a celebrity, and then mine was—I can't remember what mine was. It wasn't like celebrity status, but it was. Uh, at, it was like at the time, like I don't know. You know, probably was just like, oh, that chick we saw at the you know, supermarket that was making eyes at me or something. <laughs> Jesus, <you know>? wow. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so she just secretly has to worry about you <laughs> about yours and
2: yeah for some reason is, like almost is... every
1: day after work you're going to the supermarket to pick something up
2: well <laughs> <laughs> he just loves that soup bar there let's just say i was sanitizing the groceries before COVID. all right Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> dang
1: nick i did have a question because me and melissa were talking and i said that nick might be coming on the podcast not just to promote his new book um Nick uh the Nick Beard story beyond cancellation but uh mm. we were just kind of talking and I was like should I ask Nick any questions I was kind of telling him what the topic was going to be and she said like you had some weird uncle like who who bought you like porno or something <laughs> like when you were growing up <laughs> <around. laughs>
2: oh god yeah um yeah for for my birthday I think it was my 16th birthday uh my uncle <laughs> up in Sheboygan got me like it was like these cards like these scratch off cards But they had like naked chicks on them, and it wasn't like a lottery. It was like you scratched it off to reveal the website, and you got like five free minutes on this website to watch porn for whatever. So
1: fucking just go to a fucking porno website.
2: (laughs) I was like, I was like, doesn't he realize like porn's free now? Like you don't have to pay for it. I mean, he doesn't have internet, so I mean, like. He doesn't know that. Let's go to the library.
1: Yeah. Where did he even get these
2: things? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, he's really been educating himself. He's been spending a lot of time at the library. Oh no, he just got a bunch of these free cards in the mail.
1: <laughs> that is so freaking hilarious. Yeah, she just I thought she she said it was just like he bought you a porno, but that's even more ridiculous.
2: Yeah, no, it was a card for like free five minutes. I did check it out, admittedly. I wanted to see what it was all about. I mean, but it would do by the time. By the time you even went to the the website, plugged in your free access pass and stuff, the magic was gone. You know what I mean? Like it, I was like, whatever. Put my sock away. Went to bed. I mean, at that point. <laughs> so
1: that should, have, that should have been the name of the book, Nick Beer. The Nick Beer story. <laughs> Putting the sock away. <laughs>
2: oh man. Yeah. So that same uncle, though. I mean, so. He he has no internet, but he actually scored a date with the charter lady that he called uh, originally for his phone issue, and then he was talking about maybe getting internet. And I guess he wheel it was wheeling and dealing. It was like, well, are you going to come and hook it up? And she was like, Yeah, I'll come and meet up with you. And uh, he scored he scored a date with her, but I I haven't heard any uh, you know any story about it further. So not sure where it went
1: or back when. What's that? Is this a recent story with him?
2: Uh, it's about two or three years ago, probably at this point, maybe even longer. So <laughs>
1: Okay, I thought it was like with the <laughs> I'm guessing if they met yeah. if they met up, she ended up macing him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, especially to invite somebody into your home, um, you know, the, uh, over over a phone call with no prior engagement, uh, would be pretty pretty scary so
1: yeah especially like your uncle sounds like a freak boy so uh or a freakish man. Does nude
2: scratch also? It's like
0: slittering the place. <laughs> yes, yeah, this whole, yeah. whole house is just covered in scratch off porn. That's uh. <laughs> it's fascinating to me because, like, that honestly is like an an honestly an even less like sexy version of like the nude playing cards, which were fucking ho- <laughs> like those alone were horrible. But at least it was instant gratification. Like, oh, there's a new there's a naked woman on the playing card. But so, something where you actually had to go through like all this additional effort just to see. Nude- Especially when nudity was like literally just like you had billions of different <laughs> websites to choose from at your leisure.
1: It is funny that you bring up like those like nudity playing cards, because when we were like in fifth grade, uh, our basketball team, our coaches invited us like our coach and assistant coach both like lived together. And they invited us all over to like have like a after party. They just got pizzas and stuff. They were cool guys. But, you know, they were, like, probably, like, 25, 26. So when we got to their house, like, it was, like, a total bachelor house. There was, like, no furniture, like, nothing in there. <laughs> Pretty much the only thing in there was, like, the pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they had, they had, like, a drawer. And, of course, like, they left the room to get, like, paper plates for the pizza. So we were, like, rummaging through their drawers. And we found, like, the nudie playing cards. We were all thinking, like, yeah, as soon as, like, we're, as soon as we graduate and stuff, like, when we get our own place, like, this is exactly how we're going to live. And I just thought, like, my whole house is going to be covered in, like, nudie playing cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. There was, that, uh, there was that one 80s movie. I think it was just one of the guys. And, like, the characters, like, one of the girls, like, her younger brother, his whole room was just covered in centerfolds. And I remember thinking, like, when I'm 16, dude, like, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. Like, literally, for, like, the entire scene. Like, he didn't do his ceiling. Like, fuck that. I'm doing the ceiling. I'm doing every single wall. Like, the door. Like, everything's just going to be centerfold. <laughs>
2: there's going to
1: be a nipple on every square inch of this
2: wall. You know, to be fair though, I think porn like really geared us for the first time. Like, can you imagine not having like growing up without any type of pornography at all? And then having to figure it out the first time a girl's naked in front of you. I mean, like, no, that's, that's a great point. You know, I mean, not to brag, but my first time, yeah, it lasted, you know, maybe two seconds. However, uh i was told that i knew what i was doing pretty well so you know it didn't it didn't Damn. happen very long you, you inserted long. your penis in a vagina yeah you, you yeah. did a great job Nick. is that where it goes stick it
0: in, oh. in, didn't stick it in her belly button
2: <laughs> right right exactly so yeah i just well, i mean
0: pretty good. you're not a complete idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I, That is interesting, though, because I, I think what, one of the things me and Jason were talking about before you got on was like how from our age, like in our age group, like we had to work our asses off to see friggin boobs or anything. And, like, it's one of those classic things that happen to every guy. Like, you would, like, look in the TV guide or look on the TV info for something that would say, like, you know, nudity or partial nudity or something like that. And a lot of times it would be a guy's ass. So, like, you completely, like, you got totally fucked in that case. But if not, like, otherwise, you were still planning. You had to plan, like, hours in advance to, like, see a freaking boob. Hours are days, honestly. Yeah, and, like, but, Nick, it sounds like for you, like, you would have had, you know, sort of that easy access. And we were sort of thinking, like had we had that god like who knows what we'd be into like we'd be you know like probably like having getting into something weird where like someone stands on a ladder and then like shits on us from like below, from above <laughs> but like it sounds like you had this easy access but i mean you're a uh, you know just red-blooded you know heterosexual american male and so like it didn't sound like that really changed for you like that didn't change anything for you having that ready access to pretty much whatever you wanted to see did it
2: well, I mean, I did have that – I still feel like I'm part of that generation where we had to work for things, you know, up until the the cell phone revolution, if you will. Like, I didn't get my cell phone until ninth grade, and, and then it, I didn't even have internet access on it. Um, so I did, like, I mean – you know, I remember like Maxim was like the first close thing to like pornography, mm-hmm. and then like I remember when we finally we were pirating like um, HBO and shit. Like the first form of piracy was that my dad was dealing with this guy that would get these cards that you put in your your box. And you got free, like all the channels for free until they like zapped up. So anyway, we'd get HBO and like all these movie channels. And I don't know if you guys remember this or, or had the same, you know, luxury that we did stealing these cards and direct TV and all that. I never even heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We were living, we were living in 2020 up there and, uh, Sheboygan or, you know, the future anyway. Um, but so long story short, you could check like HBO and all these channels and uh, you had to like search and wait, and then like two or three a.m., you'd see like something like a title that hinted at porn, but you weren't quite sure. So you'd like stay up until that time, you know. And you're like looking around the corner because you know we only had like one or two TVs. Like I didn't have my own room with my own TV. So like I'm in the living room, like just hoping and praying my my parents aren't waking up, and you know, i got um, you know, waiting for that to come on, and then yes it's porn so you're excited and then sometimes it's just like some stupid soap opera so
1: so yeah like uh me and josh were talking about that earlier where if i was because he, his family actually had hbo so like a lot of times we would wait for like uh if we would look in the tv guide if there was like a real sex or something where ski school two or something we knew there was going to be a boob like. One of us would be standing guard, like by his parents' door, and then like we tried to set like little traps so we could hear them, like if they walked out, <laughs> like if there was a booth, like we were both running and like stand right next to the TV, like an inch from the TV with pretty, pretty much like licking the tv screen if there was a boob on the TV. <laughs> so yeah, we know how it feels like uh I mean, that is kind of cool to know that you went through that and I'm just hoping your dad and your mom don't get arrested for stealing cable. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I really hope this doesn't out them uh or anything, but uh, I've never heard of that,
1: dude. I've never heard Duke of no, oh, I've never um, heard of it. Yeah, and it was like, like when we were when we were growing up they had these things called like black boxes yep. and when uh cable I think went from like I think that was like analog, when it went to like digital, like that kinda like phased those out where they wouldn't work. But my brother had those, so they would get like the pay per views and stuff so we'd watch and then a couple of times when I spent the night when he went to bed I'd turn it on and you get like the Playboy channel or something. So I remember thinking like, Yeah, I'm getting one of these when I grow up. <laughs> I'm and I will be naked at all times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of functioned like that. Um, the Playboy channel was included in one of the rounds that we got because like not every card like got all the channels. like the best one we got was when it got like all the movie channels and stuff. Uh, included. So we were watching, like, I remember the Flintstones was out then. Like, the actual in person movie was out. Yeah. That was
1: a big thing. Yeah, you, so. So, you're, so you're like banging yourself to Rosie O'Donnell's, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah,
2: man. Kay, the Caveman. So thing. that, yeah,
1: that's like, okay, so that movie came out, what, like, 94? <laughs> what the fuck? was that on a fucking movie channel?
2: That was like 15 years old at that point. That's hilarious. You guys, you guys actually sold porn, though, did you not?
0: oh Oh, i don't know know. we we should check the statute of limitations on that because we're gonna end up all going to jail like with this (laughs) cable box cards and this (laughs) others seriously never heard of
1: cable box cards that's like the craziest thing i'm going to like look that stuff up i'm guessing gonna have like a picture of your dad like tomorrow like getting arrested (laughs) from him
0: (laughs) the front of the sheboygan herald
1: yeah yeah we uh we you know we we did a little
0: bit of um
1: it was what what year did we start doing that josh
0: oh god um it was probably 2000 2001 because it was uh it was before like people's houses had internets but that was typically where like every house would have like one like desktop computer like no one had laptops like smartphones weren't even close to being a thing yet And so like, you had like that one desktop computer and every kid was like a big enough idiot that didn't know how to erase history. So it was like, you just never dared even at that point to, and I think even file, like yeah, file sharing sites were still like a little ways out from that. So like, we had like, you know, we had a perfect window to work with, um, for our VHS porn copying business. Um, but yeah, I think it was probably around then 2000, 2001 ish.
1: And then 2001 hit more internet started hitting the homes and we went out of business for some reason. People didn't want to buy buy uh, VHS copies of porn anymore.
2: Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> super entrepreneurial, though. Too. It actually was genius. That
0: is one of my favorite. Like, it's, it's one of my wife's favorite stories about like um our like child, or like you know our child that are coming up. You know, is uh like she'll like anytime we're around, like anyone who hasn't heard that, she wants me to tell them about it because she just thinks it's hilarious. Because like we would go to, and it was actually brilliant because I think we we figured out that we had a ninety percent profit margin. Because we would go mm-hmm. to lots and buy like a set of ten tapes, and each set, each tape was a buck, so it was ten bucks for ten tapes. We would like copy the tapes, sell the tapes for ten bucks, and so like you know we're making nine dollars a piece on each of those. And we didn't pay for any of the like the actual porno tapes that we were copying. That was like all of our friends like getting tapes from like their dad's stash or something. And then it was just, like, I think, like, her favorite part was always, like, that we would put um, the labels on the tapes, like, the the blank labels that came with the blank tapes. Like, we would write, like, goofy shit on them. So, like, we like we had one that said MASH final episode, and then, like, we'd have, like, Yo MTV Raps would be on one with, like, a date, just a, a made-up date on it. Like, it was just, it was, it was fun. It was good stuff.
1: And I remember one. There was like a cartoon back in the mid '90s called Bonkers. So put, <laughs> <laughs> bon- I'm pretty sure like people just knew that was a porno. They'd seen Bonkers, but
2: it's, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Enough. It
1: was it was good money, and you know, me and Josh were at that time like I just got my license, so I was driving a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, it just like paid for our McDonald's, like. And, I mean, our McDonald's and gave us a little bit of extra spending money for like video games and stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, most people are like mowing lawns and stuff. The end of it, like we started just like
0: liquidating our assets, like, you know, which was was essentially just our VHS copies of like pornos that like friends would let us borrow. And then either we they wouldn't even care about getting them back or like, you know, their dads had so much goddamn porn. They didn't like, they didn't even give a shit. So I just remember like at one point we started getting, we were getting rid of everything that wasn't like, you know, what we considered our crown jewels. And um, my one friend. We so we didn't at this point. We were just lazy. Where we were, we weren't putting the fake labels on it anymore. Like the, the the you know the creativity and the thrill had kind of dried dried up with it. So like we just started giving out tapes. And I, I gave my friend Greg, uh, the probably the worst probably, probably the most disgustingly named porno we had. And it was called Filthy Fucking Number Seventeen. And so I just gave that to him, and like you know, it was at that point, like again, we were just looking to just get rid of, you know, we're just we're closing up shop here. So like, um, you know, he's like, oh, like do you want like you want me to give you a few bucks for this or something? I was like, don't even worry about it, man. Just take it. And um, it was funny because like a week or two later, like he told me he's like, oh, man, dude, he's like, I like got into some like gotten to some shit at home or whatever. And it's like, what happened? And he said, like, he walked in the door and like <laughs> his mom and dad were just sitting at their table, like in their kitchen and filthy fucking number 17 was just on the table facing him. <laughs> <laughs> so like if we would to just put a fake label on it we could have maybe saved them but like i guess they, like they were very like very religious conservative family so they had to have a long talk about it which in a way like when you see your sons watching filthy fucking number 17 like i think he said most of the talk was about like not like this isn't a realistic realistic expectation you should have for women and like this isn't how you treat women because I, th- I know one of the scenes in that was like uh, a guy made a girl chew on his own on- uh, chew on her underwear while he was banging her so <laughs> it's probably you know greg's the right for probably having that conversation but that was uh that was definitely the that was the dark days that's when it was um that's when we were pretty much out of business
1: yeah i gotta agree with greg's parents i mean i think i think most parents would sit down and if they find other uh, child's watching, even the pornography. <laughs> the pornography is not called filthy
2: fucking number 17. Uh, well, let's be honest. You should
1: probably sit down and say, like, this is not a realistic expectation. Let's be honest. What the, da- should
2: be. the dad was probably wondering what 16, you know, one through 16 were like, No. That's <laughs> probably, he's probably trying to get caught let's,
1: up. Let, let's be honest. They were both watching that scene of that girl chewing on that underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it probably
2: saved their marriage. <laughs>
0: Well, he probably yep. was like, I have filthy fucking number four. That was insane. I can't even imagine. My son, I can't imagine my son watching filthy fucking number 17. He has no, he has no baseline for this. He has no understanding. So he was right to be worried. He's a good kid, but I mean, filthy fucking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember uh, when we went out of business, I was very sad. We had to go put an out of business uh, sign on our double-decker VCR. And <laughs> So where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know where you go after filthy fucking number seventeen.
0: Uh-huh. I don't know. go to what confession.
2: What's the what's the like best story you have of impressing a girl? Like what what length did you go to 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 try to win over a girl?
1: Well, probably the girl I won over is Melissa, and I can't think of anything I did that would ever <laughs> impress her.
2: What about what about you, Josh? Yeah.
0: Well, no, I, again, that's sort of the same, <laughs> same exact answer. Like, I think I, you know, I think I'm a, a good husband to my wife, and I was a good uh, good boyfriend before that. But um, I, to the same point, I don't, I don't think I did anything that crazy, but it makes me think that you probably got a great one to share, which would be a perfect thing to end on today.
2: Well, I guess I was going more like, you know, thinking of the lines of like, to get the dream girl, like, for me, like, I ended up with Mary not because I had to try so hard, but because we really were a good match. You know what I mean? Like I think back, mm-hmm. what brought me to this was I was thinking about, you had said, we talked about middle school and you, it, it brought me back to a flashback of this girl that I had a crush on in middle school that we wouldn't be a good fit, right? Like, but she was the hot girl. Like she was the popular girl. I wanted to be seen with her. I mean, yeah, she was hot, of course. Like, yeah, but that's all you care about then. So, um, but to the the link that i went to to impress her was um i brought in a bumper sticker of my dad's band and gave it to her nervously (laughs) and said here you go and she goes what's this and i was like oh it's my dad's band like if you want to come over and check them out sometime you can and then i walked away
0: and was her jaw just like on the floor
2: (laughs) I mean, that that really is the climax of it. Um, later on, her friend in math... Oh, you
1: really went above and beyond. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So it wasn't like a great length, but it was just like such a weird thing to do. But at the time, I thought it was like this big, bold, like, move. And I thought it was so cool that I was like sharing this with her. You know what I mean? Like and then yeah. later on just to find out like from her friend in math class that it was the weirdest thing that's ever fucking happened to anybody <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs> she didn't have that bumper sticker on her backpack for like yeah, and yeah she probably stay away now to be she didn't like cover bands of classic music yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it, to be fair though, like it was pretty bold. Like her group of friends were all standing around, and I mean, they're all hot, you know. So and then just walk up and just did it, you know. And um,
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say, like a lot of times, like um, well, with your cousin in particular, I remember we lived in the same dorms at Michigan State. I remember one time I seen her, like when I was going to class, I went like a little early because I had to do a presentation, and I ran into her. And then, like, we walked together because, you know, we were going that way. So after I got up early that one time and I seen like it was the same time, I remember getting up early every time so we could walk together, you know, and just always acting like, oh, yeah, I need to go there. And then just, like, going and sitting there for a half hour and just being, like, <laughs> super tired because I woke up, like, you know, super early in college, like 7.30 to, you know, go to class so I could talk with her. Aww. But, you know, like, I don't I don't think she didn't even know that. She just saw that was, like, my schedule. That's cute. So.
2: Yeah, that's, that's kinda a cute, cute thing, though.
1: Yeah, it's a little cuter than giving a fucking bumper snippet <laughs> to some chick.
2: I did end up dating her later on. I think I paid. Why? I, I paid, nice. Yeah, I think I paid Michelle, uh, our other our other cousin, for the listeners like fifteen dollars for her to like ask her out for me or something. So really came through. Nice. Yeah.
1: So how? How long did you guys end up dating? Well, we
2: dated most of like Christmas break, so we actually didn't see much of each other. Um, she came, <laughs> <laughs> she came to my birthday party. Um, she wrote me an email with a heart, and then uh, it was pretty much over. Yeah, it was pretty much over <laughs> after that. So I don't know. I think I was a rebound. So the shortest rebound in history. She must. She must <laughs> not have liked. Uh, she must not have liked uh, my dad's band or something. I don't know. <laughs> actually your dad's band kicks out I know, so. I know.
1: it's funny because last time we were well a couple uh, the last one of the last times we were over in Shibuya again at the bar they used to play at they still had some of his t-shirts so i ended up buying one so i'm a big driven fan so and i heard they might be getting back together so i'm glad you brought that up
2: re- uh there could be a reunion tour driven unplugged is officially back together we have them nice. we have them booked at uh several locations this summer so keep an eye out for that we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop and stuff so yeah it's it's basically the acoustic version um at this point so
1: that's awesome so yeah like uh, melissa showed me and i think like, that's sweet but <laughs> they're like a super talented band and they're just really funny guys and we were so bombed that they broke up like right before our wedding so we couldn't you know have them uh there and just jam with them hey.
2: but we had a really really good dj who made up for it oh thank you i was just about to say you got uh dj beardo in the in the booth you know and
1: we loved you man it was so other, awesome. other than
2: your crazy uncle almost kicking my ass it was a damn good time
1: <laughs> damn good <laughs> no, time i'm pretty that's... sure
2: you could not beat building shit out of that old
1: fart
2: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be another story for another day <laughs>
1: I mean, this was a lot of fun, guys. I'm hoping we can start doing these more. And uh, God, Nick, I can't wait to read the rest of your book. And
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm really happy I have uh, the ghostwriter helping me with the big words on it and everything. And uh, glad you like it so far. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That's gonna be fantastic. I mean, I don't know, Jason, Do we? Um, I mean, do we want to do it old school style and give out our uh, give out the information?
1: I mean, I I think our audience knows it by now. I mean, you guys have been just. We took about a year and a half hiatus, and you guys have still constantly, every day, we're getting thousands of messages. I had podcast at gmail.com. You guys have been hitting us up there a lot. We're still on Twitter at podcast, Instagram at podcast, and I mean, you guys have been just incredible
0: yeah and i'm just super excited because i mean we were seeing so many things where people are saying like i'm on my like 15th time listening to like the pet peeves episode for instance like you know but when's the new content coming i need new content and that's what we're doing back here again and um excited to hopefully get you guys as much as you can handle
1: nick is just he brings such a different element of the show i mean it's incredible he's uh,
0: definitely the hot one of the bunch like he's definitely like we were talking about like you know childhood or like crushes and things like that nick's definitely he's that one of this group so
1: you know what the crazy thing is i didn't even think about this until you just said that josh you know how we used to have all these celebrity crushes when we were kids and now we have all these kids and you know females and men mm -hmm. everybody who have crushes on us which is kind of cool it's crazy because we do get a lot of things like i remember remember when you first got married everybody hated holly Mm -hmm. you know now i think everybody's embraced holly because i see how happy you made you know when you guys put all those beautiful pictures of you guys together
0: yep and then i really i mean i did release that um i think we've since taken i think i'm sure you can find it on youtube somewhere i released that like 30 minute statement where i was like guys you just you, you need to i appreciate i love you guys i appreciate the love but this the negativity has got to stop and uh, oh yeah gotta accept her she's part of the jay and o family at this point um but yeah i mean it is surreal like you're saying for sure and i mean you got three guys on this one three guys are all you know married off now um but again we we love the we love hearing from you guys and we just want to keep having a positive relationship with everybody listening Yeah. Did you want to say anything, Nick? Uh, Uh,
2: Well, I appreciate you calling me the hot one. That, that means a lot, uh, to, to hear it from I mean, that's a lot to live up to with the four of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm happy to be back. Happy to, to hear your voices through this and, and really happy that, uh, the fans have been accepting and, uh, really been there for not only the show, but, but myself through, uh, you know, kind of the hiatus and, uh, um, and I'm really excited to uh, to push past it and see what uh, 2021 can bring. So,
1: I can't wa- wait to see what your journey has in store.
2: It's so good to have you back, Nick. So good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Thanks again, everyone. Also, be sure to look out for Nick's book, Beyond Cancellation, The Nick Beard Story. And also, Nick actually just restarted his music career. So we're going to go out with his newest single, one wish. Enjoy everyone.
2: Girl, you'll always be in my heart. One wish. If I could just have one wish, one wish, I would take back what I did. If I could just have one wish, one wish. I would take that for a minute If I could wish upon a star, I'd wanna know just who you are Go back to being more than friends Hanging out like the day would never end I still have these feelings for you, I can't pretend I hope you know my heart will never mend Let's go back to the past when it was all good I'll do anything for you, you know I would Your life is complete without you in it you're the prize and I'm in it to win We can't do anything, this a limit We would talk away that night Even though I was tired, it felt so right The sound of your voice over the phone was like I just calling. every time you had to go I'd always be stalling, wanting to talk more and more Loving you was all I did for show. You were everything in my life Now it hurts just like a knife If I could just have one wish, one wish, I would take back what I missed. If I could just have one
0: wish, one
2: wish, I would take back what I